0: Rootslandnation dot We're your culture. 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 culture.
1: Oh come on! That's where you're gonna park? Right there? Ah, oh. please. Hello.
0: Hey Henry, how you doing? Herbie Corsack from Power Records. How you doing?
1: Hi Herb, how you
0: doing? Hi, I'm up, up. I'm up in New York City with my partner Judy. Hi Henry.
1: Hi Judy. Nice to meet you.
0: Have you heard of our label?
1: Yeah, I have. Um, Didn't you sign Papa Son? You put out some reggae stuff, right?
0: We've done good with reggae and dancehall. Uh-huh, yeah. So, Henry, we've been listening to your music. Yes. It's great stuff. Great stuff.
1: Thanks, Herb. Thank you. And
0: we've been making some calls. We've heard some great things about you.
1: That's good to know. People know who I am.
0: But i got to ask you one thing. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. What's a nice white kid from Long Island doing running around in Kingston, Jamaica? What are you, Miss sugar?
1: Well, it got me noticed by you, didn't it?
0: You must be driving your parents nuts.
1: No, they've gotten used to me.
0: Why don't you come back to New York? I want to offer you a job. Well, I'll think about it. I'll give you a nice office on Broadway, good salary, and although I think you're nuts, you can spend all the time you want in Kingston. That's your edge, and that's what I want.
1: Well, I am pretty happy, but we can start the negotiation as righteousness the world. Broadcasting live and direct from the rolling red hills on the outskirts of Kingston, Jamaica, from a magical place at the intersection of words, sound, and power. The red light is on. Your dial is set. The frequency in tune to the Rootsland podcast. Hallelujah. Stories that are music to your ears. By 1994, I started to earn my stripes in the business, after spending years as a foot soldier, patrolling the streets and lurking the studios of Kingston Town. In addition to hustling Henry K. Records out of the trunk of the Neva, I also partnered with a friend and producer, Delroy Dr. Marshall Harrison, Gussie Clark's hotshot young engineer, to form a dancehall label called One Up Music. While I was still not the biggest fan of dancehall, Dr. Marshall was one of the genre's most talented, sought-after mixing engineers. He had access to top-tier MCs and singers. And thanks to Midem Conference in the south of France, I had access to international record labels, yearning for quality dancehall product. Tuff Gong Music may have been the big draw at the Global Music Conference, but they were still in the infancy stage of building back their brand, and their music catalog. And since all the Bob Marley material was locked into a long-term deal with Island Records, Tufkang really didn't have much product ready for immediate distribution. I, on the other hand, did. The Henry K. label was starting to take off, build a reputation for making quality music, and that made me proud. But by far my best production, or should I say co-production, and the one that gave me the greatest sense of accomplishment was released in early December 1993. A healthy, beautiful baby girl named Asha.
0: Oh my gosh, Henry. She's beautiful. Perfect. So perfect.
1: Yes, she sure is beautiful. She looks just like you. No, she looks like you. I know. She does look like me. I just didn't want you to feel bad, mm-hmm. little angel. Yes, she is. My little princess. Mm-hmm. My fiancée, Sia, gave birth in the middle of the night at St. Joseph's Medical Center, a small hospital located between Franklin Town and Rollingtown, Town on the southwest edge of Kingston. Asha, by all accounts, was a miracle baby after Sia's difficult and agonizing pregnancy that not even the doctors thought would ever reach full term. She gave birth during a resurgence of the gang violence in the West Kingston garrison surrounding the hospital. And that, coupled with the indiscriminate police raids into those same communities, made the roads around the medical center so dangerous the nurses on the overnight shift refused to let me drive home until daylight. So they set up a cot Right there in the same room where little Asha laid quietly in her crib, drifting in and out of a peaceful slumber, using her pointer and middle fingers as a do-it-yourself pacifier. My baby girl was oblivious to the suffering her mother endured during the pregnancy, to the medical bills piling up by the day, to the battle zone right outside these hospital doors. What kind of world was I bringing my baby into? What were her chances of survival in a place like this? My mind was racing, recounting the argument I had with the nurses earlier about wanting to go home and sleep in my own bed. I had always felt impervious driving around Kingston, no matter what time, day or night, uptown or downtown. I felt protected by the music, by what I did and how I handled myself. But lying there in that hospital and hearing the sounds of gunshots ringing out in the distance with my little angel fast asleep just feet away, for the first time in a while, I was scared, absolutely terrified, and grateful as heck those nurses didn't let me go anywhere. I never loved someone so much and never felt so vulnerable as I did that night. And that presented a problem. Because Kingston is a place that can sense your fear and is ready to pounce, prey on it, like a famished lion. You know, St. Joseph of Nazareth, the man who this medical center was named for, is known as the patron saint of fathers, of families. Which was so fitting, because that night it became abundantly clear that in order to protect my family, I needed to get them out of here. And I didn't mean the hospital. I meant Kingston.
0: An MS Broadcasting Station. Representing hip-hop to the fullest. It's Fat Friday. It's Fat Friday! I think you made the right choice deciding to come work with us. Well, Herbie, I liked
1: it out there as a solo operator, but... You know, I had to do what's best for my
0: family in the end. Listen, I hate to burst your bubble, but as hard as you work and as great as your records are, if you think you can get to the next level on your own... You're just banging your head against the wall. You need a partner like us, people who have business know-how. Any schmuck can make a great record. But turning that into a hit, that takes experience. You got to promote it. You got to market it. You got to sell it. You need distribution, not only to get into these stores, but to get into the right sections of these stores, and even the right spots in the right sections. You think that all happens by magic? By magic? By magic?
1: I guess in many ways I did believe in magic. When I was younger, I never thought about how a record was made, or pressed onto vinyl, or how it got onto the radio. I just enjoyed the feeling it gave me when I listened to it. I never knew until I worked in the business that for every song that gets airplay, there's a Herb and Judy that make it happen. Elements of a music business deep state bunkered in midtown Manhattan office buildings worker bees and industry grunts, buzzing around busy hives, tending to the endless chores required to turn raw music into refined honey. There's the marketing, the PR, the advertising, the sales and the radio promotions. Lavish lunches with distributors, where they throw around terms like point-of-purchase displays and end caps, in-store contests and retail giveaways, These were basically elaborate and well-orchestrated schemes intended to bypass the federal payola laws and regulations designed to rig the system in favor of large, well-connected and financed industry players and keep little guys like me out of the game entirely. Here in the more civilized first world, we had more discreet methods, fancier names for guaranteeing the success of a song. But to me, it was no different than handing over envelopes of cash, just like in Jamaica.
0: Think you're in heaven, but you're living in hell. You know?
1: Herbie Corsack could be cast as a lead role in a Woody Allen movie, a lovable Upper East Side sad sack in his early 60s, with messy gray hair and disheveled clothing, the old wily music man on the lookout for that one big break that always seems to elude him like a Broadway Danny Rose, extolling pearls of music business wisdom hanging halfway out the fire escape on 57th Street, smoking his Marlboro Red even in the dead of winter, recounting the near misses and the ones that got away. He could spend an entire afternoon explaining to a producer or an artist why they should sign with Powwow Records for half the amount of money as they would with a major label, or why having too much money is worse than having too little.
0: Henry, these morons at these labels these days pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for these records. What they don't know is that a hit song is a hit song, even if it's recorded in a bathroom with a cassette deck. Henry, listen to Herbie. He knows what he's talking about.
1: Herb could be Kurt and come off as more concerned with numbers than music. But then again, as the brilliant bean counter behind the scenes, he didn't need much charisma. He had Judy, and she had enough for both of them. A tall, thin Connecticut beauty with piercing blue eyes and radiant personality that migrated to the Lower East Side and became a fixture of the 80s Manhattan club scene. Herb and Judy were industry veterans who worked together for Chris Blackwell's Island and Mango Imprints, plugging songs, hounding distributors, prowling record stores anything to help promote the careers of everyone from Grace Jones to Kid Creole and Robert Palmer to Black Uhuru. Powell was their fulfillment of a life's dream. After working decades for other people and other labels, they now had their own piece of real estate in this competitive New York City music terrain. Powell, like dozens of other independent record labels, spent the mid-80s carving out a niche and thriving in the city's post-disco club boom. Yes, disco was dead. But the New York City club scene was bigger than ever. From new wave to dance, from house to garage, from dance hall to hip-hop, Powwow and other independent record labels offered producers, artists, remixers, a quick and easy outlet to release time-sensitive material that was buzzing in the clubs and hot on the streets. Songs that couldn't afford to wait on a major label's lag time or internal politics to hold up a record. And by the early 90s, dancehall was the buzz. Herb and Judy were ahead of the trend. Coming from Island Records and seeing the success that Chris Blackwell had with Jamaican music, they knew the power of the genre. Early on in the wave, Powwow released singles with some of reggae and dancehall's hottest talent. Shabba Ranks, Shaka Demus and Papa Son, Sly and Robbie. They had the vision... What they lacked were the deep pockets to license out the really big hits or to adequately promote the songs they did put out. After a decade of churning out 12 inches and surviving on the crumbs of the business, Herb and Judy were left wondering, what would it be like to have a slice of the pie? So they decided to take all their chips and bet them on one last hand. Herbie was a man who always trusted his gut, and he had a feeling he was just dealt the winning cards. He had a ten, a jack, a queen, a king, and an ace with a whole lot of heart, named Henry K.
0: Henry, I've been in the game for a long time, and I really believe in you, kid.
1: Thanks, that means a lot. Thank you, Herbie. I promise you
0: one thing, Uh huh. make me a great record, and I'll do the rest. Just make me that great record.
1: Herbie, I promise you one thing. I'll give the people something they never heard.
0: Why? You have an idea? Oh, yeah. Tell me.
1: Let me hear. Well, you knew I grew up a Grateful Dead fan, and I still am. You know, Deadheads, they love reggae almost as much as they love their own Jerry. What if I took the best A-list reggae artists, and I had them cover Grateful Dead tunes?
0: Wow, Henry. Henry. I love that concept. A reggae Grateful Dead album.
1: Yeah, exactly. A whole album.
0: You got a name for it?
1: Yeah. I would call it Fire on the Mountain after one of their songs.
0: Fire on the Mountain? I love it. It's got a ring. What do you think, Judy? It sounds spiritual, doesn't it? It's a great name. It does. It sounds like a winner. Put a list together of all the bands and performers that you want, and Judy and I will start making some calls. If you can pull this off, it's going to be a smash.
1: Well, Herbie, like the song says, if mercy's a business, I wish it for you. It's more than just ashes when your dreams come true. Fire on the Mountain. Motion, just a dash to the door Flame from your stage has spread to
0: the floor you Gave all you had, why you wanna give more? The more that you give,
1: is the more it's gonna take To the fatal out
0: beyond, to the things that you can't fake Like fire. Is produced by Henry K association with Vice Box Studios. Make sure they click the link below, you know. Make sure you click the link below, like, share, and subscribe. So join the Roots Gang and Roots Land. Yes, <laughs> <It's> Rasta. <laughs> I can tell you, Don't worry about a thing, because every little thing is going to be alright. Henry K Productions. Rootslandnation.com We’re your culture 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 culture, culture. culture. culture.